Well, it's official. I heard from Bronco Henry today that our good buddy, Adam Burns, has COVID. Now, Bronco Henry says he did not give it to Adam Burns, even though when they went camping this past week, they did need to sleep in the same sleeping bag. And they fucked Taylor Latte Boy with us right here on Throwing Down. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and our good buddy here, Adam Burns, is out with the Rona. The coronavirus has gotten another person, one person down. I already got it. He has it. And boy, is it going to be fun in that house when he gave it to Mark. (laughs) 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 That's going to be a fun conversation that they have there in the old Burns house. (laughs) Anyway, like I said... Uh, he's the. I can't even think of a good name for you from uh, St. Pete's. Ah, that's what? so funny that you said that. I'll will tell you that. Hi, how are you? Hey, everybody. Taylor the Latte Boy. Everyone, he, he, you, we just saw you here done like a month ago. I know. I, I the last channel that I was in on my Mac, I was like, oh god, I'm gonna have to look for the throwing down Discord, and I was apparently already in it. Oh, Lauren S. in the chat room said a good one. The heat from St. Pete. I I endorse that. I absolutely, I approve that message. Mr. Taylor, the latte boy. Now, um, what, now, I hate to say this, Taylor. I don't want to put this in your noggin here. Okay. My parents went to a church event. They got COVID. Oh, no. Well, then I got it. I mean, they're the one that gave oh, it to I me. I thought you meant again. No, no, like, oh no, no. God. Then then they gave it to me, right? I didn't break any rules. Adam Vaught just got COVID after going to an event this past weekend. The producer of my Spotify podcast, she got COVID after going to an event in New York. Adam Burns went on a cruise. So <laughs> they probably just handed the, the coronavirus to him. Said, we'll save you the time. Adam Vaught actually wrote that joke. I got to give him credit for that. And then, um, so you were at Disneyland Gay Days this past weekend. So if you don't have monkey pox, you might have, you didn't see Daniel Brewer and his boyfriend, did you? No, I saw that they were there. And actually I saw when we came home Sunday night uh, from Epcot that they were at Epcot as well. Uh, but we did not. We did not run into them. Do you think they came down? Do you think it was a cruise thing or his flat back thing? I well, I mean, everyone. It on- the reason I'm asking Taylor the Latte Boy, he is a noted epidemiologist. <laughs> um, I would say depending on what the policy is as far as on the cruise ships versus mm-hmm. the policies on the planes. Because, and I know that a lot of them have like lifted mask mandates and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I went on a cruise in October of last year, anytime you were indoors and not in your room or eating, you had to have a mask on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that's necessarily the case anymore. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I mean, it's definitely got me a little worried. So Babalu like took three naps today. And was looking at me like, you can get tested at work, right? I'm like, I will go get tested tomorrow morning. I don't think we have it. I think that you are just tired. When was, let me see, you got back in gay day Sunday night. So that would have been your day zero. So then this is your day two, you're wrapping up. So yeah, if you don't have it by the end of the week, you're good to go, I think. Well, and I mean, also, we were there starting Thursday night. And we were walking around parks and everything. Yeah, so. yeah, but what I'm saying that your last exposure is when you, I My am last... now. I am Doctor Fauci because I had it. Okay, <laughs> let's just get this out of the way. Um, yes. but Taylor Latte Boy, I know you have all these weird rules that you have. Are you allowed to talk about gay days on here? I can talk about gay. I can talk about gay days on uh-huh. because I we went with uh Rodan mm-hmm. and my co- my co-host uh on Pod is my co-pilot and his boyfriend and had a great time had a really great time um 
And I got to ride the new Guardians of the Galaxy Galaxy coaster twice in one day. And how is it? It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It is it is very cool. It is very well done. It made me very nauseous the first time I went on it. Um Babalu refuses to ever get on it again. Oh oh really? Yeah, well, he doesn't like roller coasters to begin with, but okay. the only thing he likes le- less than roller coasters is FOMO. Mm-hmm. And we all had, where we had lightning lanes for it, and Rodan had purchased him a lightning lane. So he's like, well, I'll go that way. I can at least say that I did it. Mm-hmm. And it's it, as soon as it started, I mean, we were all just like screaming sort of thing. But part of it is, and I don't know if it's just because it's Florida in June or if this is part of the experience, they had the air conditioning super super cold and it was very windy in the roller coaster and we were all like yelling and laughing and all that kind of stuff and just like that cold air kind of hitting you in the mouth Mm -hmm. sort of thing there's a part i don't want to say too much about it for anybody who may be looking forward to doing it but at one point you kind of go in a circle and there is a centrally located um object that mm-hmm. everybody's supposed to be looking at. Mm-hmm. And that was when, and that was in like the last 30 seconds of the coaster. That's when I went, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And, but then I managed to get through. I did not know mm-hmm. that because they play eighties music while yes. you are. Yes. And I did not know that there were different songs. Yeah. So the first time and I loved both songs, but the first time was one that I thought like, oh, that's fun. That's a fun mm-hmm. song, all this sort of stuff. The second time we went back um, because we were actually able to get into the virtual queue. Mm-hmm. So we went and did that. And when the second song, when the new song started, I freaked out. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a lot of fun. Oh, what is this? It's, this is really awkward. Taylor, it's your replacement. Uh, <laughs> Nat Pat. Hi, and Taylor. <laughs> Hello, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> no. Does that make you Merle? Yeah, that makes me Merle. Uh, no, actually, I'm Michelle. You would be... Okay, so would you be Carson? Oh, you dress like him right now. <laughs> or you could, be, you could be Ross. Yeah, I could be Ross. I could be Ross. Ross could be fun. How are you? I've never actually have... like seen you before. Oh, you guys have... you on a couple of shows. This but I've just never happened with Jay Ellis too. I, I feel like everybody's met Nathan. No, I've not met anybody, and to meet Taylor, that's like royalty. Oh, oh, whoa, let me stop this. Music. Go on. Is this true, Nathan? No, Joe, shut up. Go on, Nathan. What were you talking about? Taylor's an icon, Joe. <laughs> if there's Mount Rushmore, it's like your head, Joe, then there's Taylor's head, then you've got Donna. Um, is it Donna Sugars? And then, you know, <laughs> maybe Lori. Well, it'll just be, it would just be part of Lori because even her head couldn't fit on Mount Rushmore. Well, as Lo- no, I can't even do Lori's joke. Lori would be like, I'm the mountain. Okay. Right. So um, now the reason I have you here, Nathan, is I want to settle mm-hmm. this once and for all before we do this show this weekend. Taylor. Nathan yes. is very nervous that you are going to, like, take away season 15 from him. Can you assure him right now that you will not be taking season 15 away from him, that the job is his? I have no interest in doing <laughs> season 15 with a caveat. With okay. a caveat. By the way, my if name's Caveat. S- <laughs> so if they replace if me, some- it. Yeah. If for some reason... Season 15, Joe said, because I just listened to the episode when we were going to Gay Days, that there is a rumor that season 15 may be the last season for a while. (gasps) If that is true, then I would like to be a part of it in some capacity. Joe is suddenly adjusting his shirt and looked away from the camera for a second. So he may know something, but I, I would absolutely be willing to be third chair. You have graciously stepped up to the plate and taken on taken on as second chair. I would gladly be third chair for that. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. But but Nathan, would that be a dream come true if you were the third chair with me and Taylor the Latte Boy? I believe I believe I might be second, and Taylor would be third. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Is- You're right. Good point. Thank you. <laughs> would you would that be like like a crazy honor if you were the second chair and Taylor the Latte Boy was the third chair? 
yeah, it'd be like, you know, the podcast in my living room has come to life, but I get to talk back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, here's my next question. I have a theory. Will you be willing? I have two theories, actually, about the latest show we just did. And will you confirm or deny each one of them? Uh, number one is I thought you were a little reserved uh, on Just Between Us Girls. At the time, I didn't know why, right? But then later you were talking about this fisting drama with your friends. <laughs> is this why you were holding back on Just Between Us Girls? Well, Maybe not. Well, just between us girls, that's just for patrons. So yeah. I guess I'm not that worried. I just, I don't know. I, I'm i not super comfortable talking about all of the sex. So, yeah, I guess but that's all I was asking, all I was asking about is do you remember who you first hooked up with? Which is the awkward part. <laughs> oh, okay. Then it was Adam's uncle. Now, it can, number it can two. never be as awkward as Lori hooking up with her brother. Yes, that is true. That's no. a good point. Nothing can ever be that awkward. Now, next question is, did you have the hots for Jay? I felt you were being a little different. You know what, Joe? Yeah. I was embarrassed because I'm there in my schlubby, like, hoodie, my blanket hoodie. You changed. And he's in that. Well, it got a bit hot. And then yes, he's in did. that, like, tight Apparently. singlet. And and then he did that thing where he's like, oh, I need to do my stretches. And he was, like, showing his pits. And I was like, is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny is I see Jay Ellis as such an asexual being to me that I don't even know what you're talking about. He stretched and showed his pits. I don't – this doesn't even – I didn't even register that. It, it was like he was putting on a show. I didn't even th- – that doesn't even occur to me in my head. That is kind of – that is the MO of, of Jay Elizabeth Ellis, that that is definitely where we usually have on a little tank top with a little – it's almost like a little cami <laughs> that he has on and we're constantly stretching and we're constantly, you know, lift, you know, lifting up the girls and all that kind of stuff. And I'm here for it. I'm completely fine. Yeah. With it. So I guess I don't see him in that capacity. I didn't even think about it until I realized later. This is all happened when I was listening back. I was like, Nathan's being really like, not awkward. I don't know what word is he being different around Jay? And I was like, did he have it? Did he have it for a Jay? Maybe I don't. Could you really sense that over the? Over yeah, the, I didn't, like, the not, when I was doing it live, I couldn't. When I was doing it live, I couldn't. But when I was listening later, I was like, "Well, he's being really like giggly and weird, and like <laughs> I'm no, I'm giggly with everybody. That's not that's not mm. accurate. I wish somebody would be attracted to me. <laughs> what if you what have Aiden? Eh, we'll talk about that later. But like, what 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 must that be like? Thanks, man. To have somebody attracted to you? Yeah. What is that like, Taylor? It's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> no, it's nice. It it feels you feel seen. No, you have people I, I, to find you attractive. Wait I want to say this: Aiden does find me attractive. Because in case yeah. he listens to this later, I don't think he will. But in case he does, uh, no, he does. He absolutely does. And mm-hmm. once we get the fundraiser for his cataract surgery, then yeah. I think everything will be fine. Once he works his, through his daddy issues with the therapist, then. <laughs> It'll all go back oh, to normal. So d- does that bring up your anxiety when he says, I'm on my way to my therapist? Like, oh, God, is this the week that he figures out? No, sweet Michael put that thing in my brain. But we haven't talked about it yet. By the way, Taylor only talks to me on shows. I asked that, Taylor, I really need you as a friend and the therapist advice on Sunday. He goes, yeah, let me call you tomorrow. No, oh, bitch, that is not true. I the said I am, I am it gay days, mm-hmm. and, but – we can talk tomorrow okay. because you said – no. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Well, t- this gonna... is two days later, I, Nathan. Yeah. I, I do have to go back to work. Okay. But um, I'm excited to talk to you guys more on the weekend about – Oh, yeah. This Saturday, everyone, Joe. But I can't – because of COVID, I canceled my graduation I was going to. So I think we can pretty much just do it the normal time. Nathan, you don't know anything about this drama. I never never got to you. Great. So we'll talk to you. Okay. We'll talk to you this weekend. All right, nice to meet you, Taylor, and I'll talk nice to you guys to you next too. week, this weekend. T- Taylor, wear right. a tank top and show your pits. Yeah. Taylor, we should I both wear. Taylor, we should both wear. Bye, Nathan. Taylor, we should both wear tank tops. <laughs> on I, I will if you will. I will. I get. I have one, so I'll wear okay. a tank top and you, and we'll just like constantly just show our pits. We'll just constantly do this. Yeah, just constantly stretch <laughs> and just be like, uh, and I'll make sure that there's like deodorant. White deodorant marks. <laughs> I know. So, so I have the I have the antiperspirant and mm-hmm. I have deodorant. So mm-hmm. I'll wear the white one. So it's got the big white. Strips I might just put them. Vaseline and then just throw some t- like some uh, 
pow- baby powder on there. This is like I'm not willing one. to go that far for the yeah. art of comedy, but I yeah. will. I will wear a tank top. Maybe even Lori will show up with a tank top, and we'll just all be in tank tops <laughs> stretching for him. <laughs> anyway, so you have the receipts ready, Taylor? Uh, yes. So let. Oh, hold on. Oh, strangely, I accidentally the turned vanished. on my camera. You sure. So at the okay, how how deep into this do you want me to get? As far as what I said. Well, I mean, don't. Basically, you said at some, okay, at some point in the near-ish future, let's talk. I need some advice. Yeah. Today is Betty's birthday, so I'll probably be wrapped up with that. This was Sunday at 108. Yes. So I will probably be wrapped up with that, but whatever works for you. My response was, okay, we are at Gay Days Mm -hmm. through tonight, Yeah. but I'm off tomorrow and Tuesday. And you said, great, tomorrow is actually perfecto. Hmm. All right. I didn't say I'm at Gay Days. Call me tomorrow. You said at first you weren't available, so I was making myself as yeah, available. But the point is, Monday possible. came and went. I'm not. You're the one who wanted to talk to me. Oh, I'm waiting for you to call me. No, you were the one who said, "Hey, I need advice," and I said, oh. "Great, I'm available tomorrow and Tuesday." Oh, I was waiting why, for you to that call is me. Why I reached out to you the next. I reached out to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yesterday you did, which was Monday. Actually, uh-huh. I did reach out to you, and you didn't say anything about it. And I said, you did? Um, I, "Yes, I I asked you a question about Jay Ellis, uh-huh. and you said, "How did you not know that?" Yeah, and then I said I am listening to old episodes of the T when we came home from Gay Days. But I can talk about this. I can talk about everyone. Taylor just heard the T. Have you heard the next one yet? No. Okay. I don't know if it's the next one. So it comes up again. But Jay, Taylor just heard the episode of the T where Jay revealed that he had been a porn star in the past. He had done porn in the past. He he, Taylor just heard that episode. And then I asked you a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. I asked you a couple of questions about Drag Race. Like, oh yeah. Is this the week I'm on with you guys? When yeah. would you like to finish up season four? Mm-hmm. And then you told me a bunch of stuff about mm-hmm. scheduling that uh-huh. ultimately I just said, let me know what works for you and I will I will work around it. Yeah. So if anything, I have been more than accommodating to you through scheduling. No, you're right. I, it was podcasting. a miscommunication. It was a miscommunication. So tell us more about uh, Disney. What were you in the middle? What <laughs> so were you- in other words, you know you're wrong, so you're changing the subject. <laughs> no, I want to get back to Disney. What happened? You're No, I am saying I'm wrong. I didn't realize I should have been the one to call you. you yeah, that's usually the, the right way to go. So, okay. um, Taylor, back to – what were you – before Nathan rudely interrupted you, what did you – what were you saying about Disney? Disney was Disney was a lot of fun. It mm-hmm. was not nearly as crowded as it has been in previous gay days. Mm-hmm. Which was good. Um, the actual gay days itself, Saturday, was overcast all day. So it mm. only really got into like the low 80s, which was awesome. Sunday, we went to Epcot, as I said before, and it was brutally hot because there was oh, no right. wind at all. So Babalu this, at one point said he was going back to the hotel room. Did this make it hard for you to go over that huge uh, hill? <laughs> I went over Mount Epcot twice. No, no, I went over it four times because we went back and forth over it a couple of mm-hmm. times. Yeah, you did. Mount Epcot. Is that what you call it? No, Taylor? nothing like that happened. Oh. You call it Epcot? <laughs> Epcot? No. Yeah, no, we actually, this isn't as funny, but we call it Epcot mm-hmm. because on uh, Rodan's GPS, when you're driving there, mm-hmm. it says, uh, and you know, turn into Epcot. Mm-hmm. So that's what we say. Okay, so nothing funny, hilarious happened. How was it hanging out with Rodan's boyfriend? All that jazz. Rodan's boyfriend is a lot of fun. Rodan's boyfriend and I get along really, really well. Mm-hmm. Rodan's boyfriend likes to make fun of me because there is a significant age difference between us. Um, but otherwise, he's he's a great guy. So, yeah. any but let me ask you this question. Maybe this is kind of what you were getting at. No one's listening. No one listens to this show. So. You know, Rodan had a boy, uh, husband that passed away, and you were very close yes. with him. Mm-hmm. And I could see this happening. Is there uh, an amount of guilt you feel? Like, almost like you're cheating on the husband? Initially, the first time I met him, yes. The first time I met him was really weird, especially because he sounds a lot like uh, Gambit. We used to call him Gambit on the show. Mm-hmm. So there were times the first time that I met him, which we met up at Magic Kingdom, 
um, he would be standing behind me and say something and I would turn around really fast because it sounded just like Gambit. Mm -hmm. Um, I've since, I've since managed to move past that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Taffy met him for the first time last week Mm -hmm. and uh, she kind of, I think she kind of felt the same way Mm -hmm. that she, I watched her kind of go through it of this. Okay. I've got this guy in front of me that is not a person that we grew to love for, you know, 10 years and but he's still but he he's not gambit he's darwin we call him darwin on the show um and we love him for being darwin and and we still and we still all love gambit gambit was a huge part of our lives for a decade and he's still a huge part of our lives we told stories about gambit to darwin mm-hmm. because a lot of our a lot of our memories were based around you know just mm-hmm. be going to disney together mm-hmm or well, that cruises. Was, yeah, that that was my next question. Is that like is is Darwin comfortable hearing stories about Gambit and he has no problem with that? Um, I think he is. He recognizes uh that when they met, and I'm not saying anything that uh Rodan wouldn't say, I don't think, that he they met when Rodan was still very deeply grieving Gambit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knows that he is in a relationship to some degree with both of them still. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, I think, lessened as there have been more and more changes in Rodan's life, which mm-hmm. he's going to talk about on this week's show. But, um, I think he's, I, I, he doesn't flinch. He doesn't make any faces. Occasionally he will say his name and that the first, the first time he did it, I had a problem with that. I will say like when he said his I, name when he's when he said Gambit's real name. Yeah. Like we, we were having a conversation and he we were kind of having a heart to heart the first night that I met him about how important Rodan is to me and, and all that kind of stuff. And just how Rodan, how important Rodan is to me and Taffy and Babalu and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he brought up Gambit's name and I kind of I kind of remember bristling just a little bit, but he he wasn't being disrespectful or anything like that. It was just weird hearing this new guy who never had the the wonderful opportunity to have Gambit in his life say his name was just just kind of odd. I'll ask Rodan this question. You don't have to answer. Next time I'm on a show with Rodan. But if Gambit would have just lived, nothing happened, blah 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 blah, and they met Darwin, do you think they would have been a thruple? No. No. Interesting. No, no, actually, I, I know that that's not the, I know that they wouldn't have because of reasons. I know that. All right. Very good. Uh, are there any, cause you know, we, we've been missing you. We haven't had you on the afterthought airwaves in a month because last time you filled in for Adam Burns, I don't know if you knew that, but Adam Burns got all butt hurt because he felt that there were more comments in the throwing down channel when he wasn't <laughs> on, when you were on. But my question is, uh, and also you won't talk to me unless you're on the air. We've established that. So, uh, do I need to read the text messages back to you as to when I'm available for you to call me? <laughs> my question is, has anything happened of note that we should know about in the world of Taylor T. Latte Boy? Um, no, I've been off for the last week. Plus, I go back to, I go back to work tomorrow which is weird and I, I did something really stupid i looked at my work email this morning and saw an email that made me mad Ugh. so then i kind of spent a good chunk of the morning just kind of brooding and mm-hmm. then thinking you know what fuck it there's nothing i could do about it today i'm not going to let this ruin my last day so mm-hmm. i played lego star wars all day for my last day yeah so it's funny that you say that i'm in a weird opposite position in that today well i'm still not technically done but after we finish, I have like one very quick little thing to do. And then I'm officially turning in the last thing I ever have to turn in, quote unquote, technically for Spotify. What happens now is, the oh, podcast, wow. Yeah, the podcast goes to a sound designer and the sound designer is going to make it sound pretty and good. And I'm going to make notes and then they're going to do the, you know, give those notes, but I don't have to do anything. Does that make sense? So, um, apart from listen to what they did and give notes. And then we turn in the final product, you know? And, uh, and so like I'm doing that. And then after I do that, like there's something I want to do that just I release 
from this. You know, I don't know if it's play a video game. I don't know if it's um, catch up on all the Raheem Shabazz and OnlyFans that I've missed. <laughs> Probably. A, you know what's so funny is I Raheem Shabazz is a real, he kind of reminds me of Johnny Rapid, right? I'll tell you okay. what. Is that I'm not particularly attracted to them, but boy, do I like watching them fuck. I just love yeah. watching them fuck. They're just, I don't know why. They're different. I feel Raheem, Raheem Shabazz is like a, a master at it, where I feel Johnny Rapid is just like, I don't understand the Johnny Rapid one at all. I do not, I find him almost repulsive. He is repulsive. He is repulsive. But yet, anytime I see that there is a new video of his mm-hmm. on like, what, like Queer News Now or whatever it is, I will watch the little trailer for it. Yeah, I don't know. I that's kind of this self hating gay thing, and he's not even really good have. at sex, and he talks too much during sex, and he thinks he's super funny, but um, yeah, I don't know what it is. But Raheem Shabazz, oh my god, thank you. Well, when Johnny Rapid talks in sex, it's almost like he wants to distract you from the fact that he knows he's a broken person. <laughs> um, by the way, you nail. I I know there's a secret, but you've you've kind of tipped your hand that. RuPaul's next album is Repulsive. And <laughs> it's going to have re- a lot of things that people are not going to be expecting. Anyway, um, so wait, are there any other news? So you've been on this vacation. Any other news in the world of Taylor the Latte Boy? No, it's been really quiet. Uh, it's weird. I still get alerts at 11 o'clock every Saturday morning inviting me to come talk about Drag Race Recap. Is that from uh, me? I get a... I get a Google calendar thing from you. Even though we would tape at 930 my time, I still get one at 11 o'clock. It must have been from when we did the last season. So I'm just kind of watching. I'm just I'm watching Drag Race like everybody else does without a notebook in my hand. How is that for you? Don't give me. We're going to have you on this Saturday. No, I know. I know. It is wonderful. I'm very much enjoying it. And I notice Babalu seems much more invested but i think babalu oh. likes this cast too yeah <clears throat> but well, wh- he's why much would, more why would you not doing the podcast make him more invested because i think he wanted to like talk about it during the show oh. but i was doing the like yeah 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 you know like i would be like writing things down mm-hmm. and stuff and or he would want to like have a conversation that i'm like i'm going to be doing this tomorrow <laughs> Yeah, Like, I didn't want to, like, necessarily talk about it. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, now, he and I kind of talk about it and laugh and, yeah. you know. It's so funny because, you know, when Christian first started doing this for season 14, he was just like, yeah, we can do this. I'm going to do another. And I'm going to do La Masaraga and yada, yada, yada. And, he, and I will say he did season 14 on schedule, on time. Couldn't miss a beat. And I'm seeing mm-hmm. that with All-Star 7, he's having trouble getting it together. And I think I think that happens with a lot of new drag race podcasts. They 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 are gangbusters for that first season, right? And then they realize, oh, you know, <laughs> we got to start another one. It never and stops. It never stops. It never stops. Now again, that's my job. So I'm. That's just what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of, by the way. So one of the things that we have to do, and I don't want to spill any secrets here, but I'll be very careful. But one of the things we have to do for this Spotify thing is we have to make a proposed budget for how much the show would cost to produce, right? Mm -hmm. And then Spotify will make a decision based on the quality of your podcast and I guess a bunch of other factors, whether they want to buy your podcast, right? So I don't know anything about budgeting for a podcast, right? I know how much I make. Right. And the numbers. So then, you know, I'm a week behind for, I'm actually a week ahead, but I'm a week behind Spotify wise because the production company I'm working with couldn't iron on, iron out their contract in time. So we have an extra week. Okay. Okay. So I'm a week behind the other Spotifyers, quote unquote. And so when I was talking to Christian and the other people who have been doing the budget part. And they were telling me things that I was like, is this how much podcasters make? Because then I would have been doing this a lot. I mean, like, we're talking six figures. And the producer was like, yeah, you asked for this. And I was like, what? I don't see how that's real. I really don't. Six figures, Taylor. 
well, or the host. Okay. To be a host. No, to be like, in other words, like, imagine if Spotify came to you or the production company said, oh, for what you do for Pod is my co-pilot, you should get six figures. <laughs> done and done. Yeah. Because, how yeah, many episodes? No, I, how many episodes of Pod is my co-pilot do you guys do a year? I would say on average about 40. Okay. So I'm going to go on the low end, suggested low end of what you should be making per mm-hmm. year from Prod as my co-pilot, $100,000. Okay. And so, about, like, so about 2500 an episode. Yes. Okay. That's on the low end, they're saying. the low. I told you I'm going to do the low end. And I'm like, who's paying this? And how are they making their <laughs> money back? I don't understand Ads. that. Huh? Ads. Girl, I have ads and stuff like that. It's no $100,000, <laughs> mama. There's a lot of people that Spotify wants everybody to go to betterhelp.com. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see what happens. But uh, <clears throat> uh, okay, so that was their production company. I'll see when I talk to my production company. What they so, okay, so walk me through. So you submit all of the stuff. And then after you submit all of your stuff, they get, you know, do, do they. What do they do with it? Do they give it back to you? Are you allowed oh, no, to release I it own, on your feed? Yeah, I own the. I own it. I've, I've signed a contract that tells you that you own it. Blah 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 blah. I think they do that more to protect themselves. That way, you don't say you you took the show. I created this for um, you. I own it. You know. Yeah. Um. So, um. But I own the material. And then they pick out of how many candidates? There are nine of us now. There used to be ten. One dropped out. Okay. Okay. And, and it's just the it's just the number one. So you have no like no a, no no a, no no. They could they there's, could pick all nine. Yes. Okay. So there's one person who wins money. Okay. And people have asked me that before, and I'm going to tell you right now. I I know where I am in this. And even expensive to people who are listening, it's even changed since you guys heard it. I think, but far and away, unless these other two, it's basically between me and three people, uh, two other people. I'm being honest with you, right? Okay. I think there's no chance, even if I have the best one, I'm being honest, that I'm going to win the money, right? Because? Because I think that I, I think that this is all, this whole program involves virtue signaling, right? This is my guess, right? And that rightfully so, not rightfully, hold on, let me rephrase. <laughs> this is very wrong, what happens, but I think... People of color are underrepresented in the podcasting community, and particularly women of color are underrepresented. And so I think with this specific program, they're going to want a cisgendered – well, it doesn't be a cisgender woman. We have, we have no trans people in our group. They're going to want a okay. woman to win this thing, a, 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 a Latinx person, particularly a woman, a Latina, to win this thing. There are a couple okay. of things against me, I think, because – in terms of the prize money, I think what's against me is I sound like a white guy. Uh, okay. Also, my even though my show it, it does focus on people of color, it's not it doesn't scream people of color. You know, it's not like, um, uh, oh, this is Latinx. You know, right? And uh, also, I'm not a woman. So, um, and. So the other two that I think are strong contenders, one of them is geared towards women, particularly uh-huh. overweight women, and it's in Spanish. And then the okay. other one is uh, about ghost store, about um, Latin American um, urban legends and folklore. So, and she has a great voice and it's, I, I think she has a strong, I think she's a strong contender. So I think when they do the press and whatnot, because that's what's going to happen when whoever wins the money, they're going to want it to be one of those two. Well, especially because that also sounds like it goes into the Venn diagram of like true crime that's so yeah. popular in podcasts and everything mm-hmm. right now, but it's a, it's a completely different spin on it. Yeah. And I, so I think that there, uh, 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 even if, if mine is better, quote unquote, I don't think it'll win the quote unquote prize. Okay. Right? But that's not, believe it or not, it would be nice to win the prize money. Don't get me wrong, mama. But mm-hmm. 
that's not what's super important to me. What's what I what I value. I already have one is that I'm in this network of community. I have already head of the class, you know, cut the red tape to the executive of Spotify. If, if, if I have any other shows I want to pitch, I can do that. Okay. And then two, uh, they can pick now that, so one person wins the prize, but they can buy and develop zero of them or all nine of them, whatever they think is ready for prime time, they can develop. And also they send it to all the other subsidiaries of Spotify and whatnot. So a lot of people will be hearing this and, and they've strongly insinuated that even if your show doesn't get picked up, you are open. Like they might go like, Oh, we want to have this person as a producer or a reporter or this or that or blah, 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 blah. There's all, you're basically in the Spotify family. That's what's important. Yeah. That's what's important to me. And so like, yes, it'll be nice to win the prize, but, um, uh, that's it on the promising front. I will say, so we have to give, we have to, deliver these um updates to spotify along the way right and then there's one executive there who listens or reads or whatever you gave him and he gives feedback so he's always given me very nice great feedback and it's usually pretty lengthy and everything like that and i was talking to christian the other day and he was like oh i'm so mad at this executive and i was like why and he was like girl he doesn't give any feedback oh he just goes okay that's fine and I go, oh, I get, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, well, I, I even told him, I just love him. Like, oh, I get amazing feedback. <laughs> I get like, lo- he, 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 he goes on Google and does research for me and suggests things. And like, he like, gave what? me his personal number and said, he's, anytime you have a question, day or night, I'm yeah. available. He capitalized every word and then they spelled out, you're going to win. And, <laughs> and Christian won't, you know? So, uh, anyway, that's what's going on there in the Spotify world. Taylor, you know, we usually do a food segment here. We do. But, but you do. Yeah. But we did, I, you know, Taylor, Adam wasn't even able to cook for this one, you know. So why don't we do this? What do you want to, well, I'll give you a dealer's choice here. Um, well, I'm the dealer. Person being dealt choice. Is there a, like a little kind of a food topic? Do you want to talk about Apple Fitness? Do you want to talk um, about um, diabetes? What do you want to talk about? How is your diabetes? I don't know. You know what? I've been, I have to get, I mean, I. what's funny is I've gotten back into the walking and all of that, mm. but I've been afraid to look. I can probably look now because when I had COVID and I was on Paxlovid, you cannot take metformin on Paxlovid, right? And then on top of that, you can't, you know, we couldn't, we had to order in all our food on Uber Eats. You oh, know? so you were just eating crap. Yeah, and I was locked in a house all day. So I was like not moving, eating crap, and um, not taking metformin. But that's been two weeks. I should take it, I can take it, but check it by now. It it usually, are you going to check it now, live on the air? No, I'm not going to check it live on the air, but I'll check it tomorrow oh. morning. Oh, um, it usually like if I've been eating really good and exercising that lasts a couple of days and then you slowly watch it come up mm-hmm. and then I have not been great the last couple of days, despite all of the walking mm-hmm. that I've been doing. Um, I was annoyed with just how much I was still like above what I, what I have a number that I don't like. To, I don't like to be above 150. Mm-hmm. And I had enough of those where I was like 153, 161. Mm-hmm. Once that, that was just annoying me. Um, and I've also noticed that I am definitely a creature of habit. Babalu has been going to bed earlier most nights. And whereas normally I would go to bed with him, I, I'm like, I'm on vacation. I'm staying up. Mm-hmm. But all of my diabetes stuff that I like give myself my last shot and everything is in the bedroom and the, it's dark oh. and I don't want to turn on the light. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I take it out and put it on like my desk here in the office where I'm talking to you, then that would be where then I would forget to take it in the morning. So yeah. what ends up happening is I wake up in the morning and I test and my numbers are not where they need to be. Yeah. So. Whereas before, it was always we'd go to bed, he would get into bed first, I would test my blood sugar, I would, you know, give myself an injection if I needed to, and take my oral meds, which is metformin is one of them. Yeah. Actually, that's the only one that I take for diabetes at night. And then I would go to bed. Um, 
So I got to figure out now that we are, I'm back into the regular work cycle starting tomorrow, I should be able to get into it, but I'm going to have a couple of days in which my numbers are not going to be great. I was reading this article the other day and it's going to come back around. I was reading this article the other day about a, a baseball player and it's this weird coincidence, but anytime there's been drama in the like play by play booth, mm-hmm. it's been with his team. And every single time, it's been happening three times, I think. During the drama, he's at bat and he hits a home run. And this funny thing happens where, like, the play-by-play guy is dealing with this drama but still having to do his job. So uh-huh. he's like, anyway, I just want to apologize to my wife. So-and-so hits a home run into left field. <laughs> right? So they were talking about how it's super, there's these three weird events have happened. Mm-hmm. And he's been, every single one, the, the guy that hits the home run right when this is happening. So um, that's kind of how I feel about my diabetes is every time I am like, that's it. We are doing this. And like my numbers are fucking fantastic, right? Where I'm like waking up in the one teens or something like that. I'm like, yeah, dude, I just can't wait to do my yeah. A1C. And and then where something will happen that like I got Bell's palsy during one of those. And so yeah. like, I had to be on um, steroids and that shot my numbers way up. I got COVID. You know, and just even having COVID by itself, forget the metformin or anything, your numbers are going to be through the roof because you're fighting an infection. Right. And so um, I'm like, fuck, man. I was like, so I just got to get back on it. And I've been back on the eating right and the working out for like a week. But I've just been afraid. I want those numbers to be back where they were. They were so good. I think I'll be depressed if I don't see them where they they were. They will be. What you're talking about as far as this is, this is all, there's reasons beyond just your diet coke bacon egg and cheese biscuit and two hash browns <laughs> yeah or right. whatever it is yeah you know i mean you you have you have the motivation i i see when you do a exercise mm-hmm. on my watch and i try to give i try to give you accolades and mm-hmm. reply whenever you do it um i just i you'll get there yeah. i'll get there again i know i'll get there again and yeah. i'm luckily i have not i've only had one night where I was really bad and I, but I ate a ton of crap and just thought to myself, like, I used to feel like this all the time. Yes. Yes. It's exhausting. And I went, I tested my sugar before I went to bed and I was like 293 or something like, you know, which, which that was like a regular Tuesday morning for me, like five years ago. But now I am most mornings I wake up, I'm in the one, I'm in the one teens to one thirty mid. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. that's 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 where I want to be. Honestly, I will say this though: going high does not. It's not a fun feeling, and I don't want to be there long term because of health issues that I'm dealing with now. Because I was that, that going hypo is much scarier to me. Oh really? Hypo, hypoglycemic is because you start to get that feeling of yeah. Oh, my body's out of control. Yes, yes, sort of thing. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the diabetes segment. Um, all right, Taylor. Well, let's get now to what I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, when you're at gay days and you wouldn't talk to me. And so, uh, I'm going to be very careful here because I, I know my boyfriend, I know him well, and he wouldn't mind me talking about this. He probably won't want to listen, but he won't mind me mm-hmm. talking about it, but I still want to respect his privacy. So I'll just say he's having a tough time with things, right? Okay. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. And, uh, but it's affected me in a, he's already told me it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with other things in his life. Okay. Okay. But as a result, he needs to sort of just, he wants alone time, right? He wants to okay. just have some space just because he's just, everything's too much, you know? Okay. And I've given it to him and he's had no, I've, I've done, I've actually been proud of myself. I've been 0% dramatic. We were supposed to meet which up in, is, which is big. That's, That's a big, big step for you. <laughs> yes, we were supposed to meet up in Vegas in a couple of weeks. Actually, thank God, but we can't. We canceled it, you know. And I get a full refund of the hotel and everything, so there's no problem. And um, uh, but thank God because now I feel like everyone's getting COVID, and I have only so much protection from it. And uh, so. There's that, but 
there it there it's very stressful. Like I want to know like what can I do to a to be there for him, but b when I'm not there. Does that make sense? It's so frustrating when I'm so far away, and I know he's going through something. Because I can't even like I, I I imagine if you were dating someone, you were with them, and they're going through it, you could give them their space, but still be in the same room as them. Does that make sense? You're just together. Yeah. But okay. in this one, I'm not even there, and I just I feel cut off. I feel I don't know. It's, it's caused me anxiety. Okay. Well, and I think that's it. You clearly love Aiden very much, and mm-hmm. and you you're feeling for him. You're showing empathy. You're showing mm-hmm. him that he you know you're you're processing what it would be like if the shoe was on the other foot, and just that worrying and and all of that kind of thing. Um. I think as far as being there for him, the best thing that you can do is now I am assuming that you trust Aiden. Yeah. When Aiden tells you things, you trust him. Uh we'll so, talk about that in a little bit, but go ahead. Okay. So if he tells you that he just needs space and it is it is not about you, mm-hmm. then you you know, believe him. Mm-hmm. Believe him and know that you know, he, he, you know, we, we have situations in this house where sometimes if one of us is in a bad mood, um, we will say to the other one, I had like, I've, I've had a couple of times where I've said to Babalu, I'm having a moment. I'm having a bad day. I promise you, this is not about you. Mm-hmm. And for a while, early on in our relationship, he would kind of proverbially follow me around and go, well, why don't you just talk to me? I don't understand. You know, well, if it's blah, 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 blah. And I would say, okay, well, now you're making it about you kind of thing. Mm. I'm telling you that I need time to reflect. I need time to be on my own. I need just a couple of, you know, minutes, hours, days, whatever it is to process. It sounds like he is asking that of you. And if he is asking that of you, then I think you know you love him enough and respect him enough to give him that now i also understand that you have needs too you have to process all of this and and you also want to be there to support him and he is not physically it's not like where you can kind of just like walk past him and like you know you know rub your hand on his shoulder as you walk past um this is kind of different but Rodan, I was very, when talking about Gambit and everything a while ago, I was very worried about Rodan very early on after the loss of Gambit. But I also knew that I have a tendency, I can have a tendency with friends to be smothering at times. Um, so we established that it was okay for me to just write checking in. And if he needed to talk, he would talk. And if he didn't respond, that was okay. Because I would see that he read it. So I would see that he knew that I was thinking of him and just kind of reaching out to him. And when I was going through a hard time a couple of years ago, he did the same thing for me where he would just every day. And I said to him, I know there are times that I don't respond to you, but that text message means so much to me that I get that, that I know that you're across the country thinking about me. So maybe this is something that you and Aiden can establish as a way of, hey, I want to I want to respect your space and I want to give you what you need. But I also want you to know that I'm thinking about you. And if you would like to respond to this, you are welcome to. And if you don't want to respond to it, that's okay. But either way, I love you and I'm here to support you for whatever it is that you need. I've been doing a version of that, not with that wisdom that you have, but I've been doing a version where I've every morning... I write him like, hey, good morning. I love you. I hope you have a peaceful, productive day. Uh, I'm on the sidelines rooting for you, but I'm here. Uh, t- hashtag Team Aiden. But I, one of the things I do in my interactions with him is I never, and this is intentional, I never ask him a question. Okay. I never want, I, th- I get the sense that making decisions and answering questions is very hard for him right now. So okay. I don't want him to feel he has to answer a question. So there's never a question. It's always like, I feel this and I hope this. But there's never like, are you okay? Or how are you feeling? Nope, none of that. If he wants to tell me, he tells me. He's been responding. He responds later than usual. So usually it was very fast and now it's a lot later than usual. But it's been very positive Mm -hmm. responses. But I think it's a natural thing to still think it's about me. You know? So, like, of course there's a part of me that's... I've been really using my Calm app. And that horrible human being, Tamara Levitt, who I can't stand. I can't stand her voice. It sounds like 
Her tongue is too big for her mouth. I, it, it, she's, she's so wet. Yes. It is such a wet like voice. The, like it's the... horrible. So, if, yeah, it's horrible. But also, have you, now, now they're putting on these videos for calm. And, oh, are they? Well, no, they're like Instagram videos where she's talking about calm. And actually, like, she's not an, an unattractive woman, or maybe she is. That's why she's doing this, but, she does this really annoying thing where, like, she has this hair, like, she has, like, shoulder length hair, but she d- styles it in a way. I'm trying to get my hair Play the roll of her hair. Um, where half of the hair is in front of her face. Like, block, like, literally block, like, the phantom what? of the fucking opera. Yeah, hold on. Let me get this towel right here. I'm going to, I'm going to their Instagram page now. Okay, so imagine this is her real hair right here. And so this is not styled, okay? But the way she has her hair is like legitimately like this. Hi. Is is this her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Now you're, they're they're just showing you the thumbnail, but if you press play, it'll go like this in front of her face. And she's like, like I said, if you just take out your cock. Oh, <laughs> I'll destroy it. Oh, I, oh, and she's got the one weird lock of hair that kind of separates from this stuff on the other side. Yeah, no, I don't want to see that. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to look at her. Yeah, I don't. Look at, she's probably a lovely human being, and we are just dragging her right yeah. now. But yeah, she does sound like I know she, there are subreddits dedicated to hating her. I do know that. <laughs> are there like, really? Yes, yes. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon also hates her, and Shannon and I have had like hours long conversation, hours long conversations <laughs> about how much we hate her. And doing impressions of her, and she's Shannon goes to the subreddits. <laughs> she sounds like she's popping bobas in her mouth while she's talking. It's it's horrible. It's horrible. Can you imagine? She bet you she's a fucking nightmare. Oh yeah, yeah. That, well, they, they always are. Yeah. Where as soon as as soon as they stop recording, she is screaming at somebody in the recording booth. The first time I ever saw Marianne Williamson, and she's an a Marianne Williamson is an amazing speaker. Let me just tell you, she's one of the best speakers I've ever seen in person. Right. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first time Rich and I were standing there. Was the first time we were going to see her, we were kind of starstruck, and we sat in the very front uh, stage right. Okay, audience left. We're in the very mm-hmm. front, and her assistant comes with her and sits right in front of us. And she goes up there and she's just like, walks up there. And then she starts the thing and she's like, hi, everybody. Yay. We're here. She covers the microphone. She goes to the assistant. I need you to not be there right now. I can see you. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is this shit? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then she immediately clicked back into, oh, my God, you know, positivity, light and rays, you know, rainbows. And I was like, what the fuck did we just want? That was the first time I ever saw her in person. And, but of but course, see, that's. Uh, th- then okay, but if you know that that's kind of the way she is, I would think that you're not never supposed to meet your heroes, kind of thing. So is that something where then you see that, and does that play in your head every time you go to one of these things or hear her? Like even if it's for a split second, you watched her yell at her assistant. Yeah, but I'm a gay that loves drama, so in a weird kind of way, it, it, <laughs> it endeared me to her. Like I was like, oh, that was, it was so Faye Dunaway, mommy dearest. <laughs> I feel like that goes against what the principles that she's yes, trying to teach. A hundred percent, you're right. And but that that, that is such a Joe Batan's response to something like that. But but over the years, I actually got to know someone who knows her very well personally. Well, not anymore mm-hmm. because when when uh, Marianne Williamson told her she wanted to run for president, she was like, "No, don't. That's a horrible <laughs> idea." And Marianne Marianne cut her off. Right, but um. But I've heard so many crazy stories about her, like so many, and have witnessed some of them that I'm like, oh, this fucking bitch, I love her, <laughs> right? So she's a crazy, she's an absolute crazy person. That's why everyone would like, make fun of me, like when she would do this, like, girlfriend, you are so on. They're like, dude, right. she's crazy. I'm like, I've known she was crazy. This is why <laughs> I like her, right? She is absolutely batshit crazy. Right? She, she's your, you know, Shangela or Trixie Mattel or, yeah. or any of the drag queens. You yes. don't understand that, but you understand Marianne Williamson. It's so funny to that. My manager wanted me to go on some other show he represented. It was two other gay guys. It was the diva gays. And I'm like, I don't really have a diva. Marianne Williamson might come close. Right? Where I just am fascinated by everything she does. Except I feel like diva, there is a sort of worship involved. I don't worship her. I think she's a ridiculous human being. 
So. Yeah, that you you wouldn't really be you would be worship. You just lo- you love the mess. I love you love the a mess. train wreck. I love a train wreck. I just love it. I love watching her yell at people and then be like, <laughs> "Hi!" Right? And so, uh, yeah. Anyway, so back to the Aiden thing. <laughs> there is a part of me that's like, "Oh, he's met somebody else and he doesn't know how to break up with me," or he's uh, d- he wants to break up with me, doesn't know how to break up with me. I don't think that's the case because I've had conversations with him when this first started saying like, listen, if you need to break up with me, don't, I'll be sad, but don't. And he said multiple times, I don't want to break up with you. Uh, this isn't about you. Leave me alone. Who are you? <laughs> I'm calling the police. He said all these things, right? Yeah. But um, there's someone at your door with a summons yeah, for a restraining yeah, order. Please yeah. go down and get it. Yeah. He said all these things. How did you get my number? I've changed it three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know my number. I got. I told him to give me a number. I don't even know the number. How did you get this number? Aiden so, is Noah Key. Yeah, yeah. I've changed my name. <laughs> right. Um. But. Uh, but then, so then, I but I but I had successfully told my, myself like, you know what? That's the case. That's the case. It was never meant to be. I shouldn't write stories. Blah 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 blah. Right. Then I'm talking about this to Sweet Michael yesterday. And he goes, I have a Because th- Aiden started to see the therapist. Mm-hmm. And we can talk later what I think it is, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I, I don't believe that. I think the therapist is doing good things. Okay. Um, I think what he's dealing with is the the sludge that's coming up from the therapist, if I'm being honest. Right? Like she's, yeah. Yeah. And he's talked about this. He has said it's, it's been bringing up a lot of stuff. But anyway, Sweet Michael goes like, he has his therapist, and have you ever thought maybe? And I go, oh, I've thought about the the boyfriend. I was like, no, 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 no. That the therapist has convinced him that you groomed him? Oh, God, Joe. I didn't say Sweet Michael said that. Why would he say that? I don't know. I didn't, because I, he's not like, well, <laughs> I go, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I, Aiden and I have talked about this. He doesn't feel that way. Um, but he's like, no, but what if the therapist told him he was? And I go, I don't know. I don't. I can't okay, do so, so let's play that out. Okay. Let's play that out. Okay. He comes to you and says, mm-hmm. so my therapist and I have been talking and it's really made me question our relationship because I feel like there may have been some manipulation on your part to get me to a place of where I was vulnerable enough to accept your desire to want to be with me and all of the, however you would say it. So what would you do? I would say, I think I'd almost turn it like the police came to my door about something like a crime. I've, I've had these fantasies too. Not, not a pedophile. I'm just a crime. Right. Where I'd be like, I want to talk to my lawyer. I'm not going to say anything without my lawyer. I think I would see the same thing. as go, I don't want to talk about this unless we're with a therapist. So, um, because, well, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. I mean, I know the reality and it's to me, like, there are things that, again, I don't mind telling you privately. I don't know if I want to share on the show, but there okay. are things I think that would, that I would say in private, obviously, if it's just me and him, that I wouldn't share on a podcast. I'm not like you telling Rodan's secrets on the podcast. So, um... <laughs> So, uh, but there are things that I'm like, I think this disproves that. I, if I'm being honest with, maybe I shouldn't say this on the air, never mind. Um, there's something I'll tell you also privately. Okay. That I believe. I, I think not to, and if you want to fly to Florida and punch me in the face Mm -hmm. after I say this. Yeah. That voice that's telling you all of this, not mm-hmm. Sweet Michael's voice, but that voice that was telling you all this stuff before, is your inner saboteur. <laughs> um, I never thought about it until Sweet Michael told me. No, but no, the stuff before then, oh, where you oh, said, oh. Yes. you know, but I talked to you know, and that is kind of that where you, if we are 
Okay, so this 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 new module of counseling that I'm starting to do more is called acceptance and commitment therapy. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the parts of it is that when you feel anxious or you feel depressed or you feel you know nervous, whatever it is, so often with a lot of different therapies, okay, well, what can we do to get rid of that feeling? Mm-hmm. And what what ACT does on a very simplistic level is it says no. Allow yourself to feel that feeling. Allow yourself to feel that anxiety. Allow yourself to feel that depression. Allow yourself to feel that anger. Because you are feeling that because your brain is trying to tell you something. Recognizing that these emotions, emotions and thoughts are two different things. They often Mm -hmm. go in hand in hand with each other. But when we have a thought, that's all it is, is a thought. Mm -hmm. It's not true it's a series of words and images that you put together that went flying past your brain and you happen to catch that one. So if we're feeling a certain way, okay, that means that something is going on in my life that does not adhere to my values, okay? So what is some change that I can make allowing myself to feel this feeling but make a change that is value-based in my life, okay? So part of this for you may be some of the anxiety that you're feeling related to not necessarily talking to Aiden as much as you are mm-hmm. speaks to a value of uh, speaks to the value of like communication yeah, or trust that, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that is probably very important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, clearly you do podcasts. So clearly you like to communicate. So that is why we know you don't <laughs> <laughs> only from the months of January to May. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is why if you allow yourself or if Aiden allows you to send that text message in the morning, the go team mm-hmm. Aiden or, you know, whatever it is, you will probably feel at least a little better than you would have had you not done anything. Mm-hmm. Do you feel a little better once you send that text message? No, I feel worse. Actually, it's oh. funny you say that. Well, no, hold on. That's when the anxiety increases. And then when he responds... I feel better. And so what's funny is I sent the text message this morning around eight or nine. And by between nine and 11, I was so super anxious. I was so edgy. Like I couldn't go, you know what? I got to burn this energy off. I'm going to go for a walk. And as I was walking, my cousin called me and I was telling him what was going on and and everything. And I just sent this text. I was very edgy. And like literally right then, Aiden sent me a very, very series of beautiful text messages that were super kind and nice and wonderful mm-hmm. about how much he appreciated the message. And I was like, okay, anxiety gone, dopamine rush, you know, I got my dopamine hit. What's, what else is going on? And we were laughing about that. So it's when he responds that I feel better. Okay, but you also just got done, you kind of proved my point that mm-hmm. yes, you sent the text message and yes, mm-hmm. there is that anxiety between sending the text message and receiving the response Mm -hmm. but think about the moment in which you actually hit send Mm -hmm. better in that moment okay maybe afterwards the anxiety starts to build because yeah i think i feel better when i hit send yeah i like okay so 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 that that is that is an example of an activity that you can do Mm. you also talk about another value that is important to you we just got done talking about it is your health yeah so you said, I am feeling this anxiety. I am feeling, you know, I'm still feeling cooped up from COVID, all those different things. I can go for a walk. Yeah. I can go for a walk and allow myself to kind of process the anxiety that I'm feeling. I'm going to call a friend because again, going back to communication being a value that's mm-hmm. important to you. So when you take those things together, you, you were actually doing things to help yourself to feel better. And then when you received the response from Aiden, that, that helped even more with that. Yeah. True. Well, this is why they pay you the big uh, Spotify bucks, Taylor. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if I won? If I was a secret, if I was a secret contestant, and the I winner won is Taylor, <laughs> and and it's just about me. What a crazy person I am! Yeah, technically, it's technically it's Latinx <laughs> focused. <Yeah. laughs> um. All right. Well, Taylor, why don't you? Um, I mean, I, I, what plugs do you have besides Pot as my co-pilot? Just Pot as my co-pilot right now. Available at potismycopilot.com? Yes, and uh, we have a Facebook page, and you can see me on uh, Instagram at P-I-M-C Taylor, and Twitter as well, but I very rarely go on Twitter. I like Instagram a lot more. Are you excited to do this? Were you so excited you weren't doing the last episode? The last episode of Drag Race? Yeah. 
well, yeah, just because I was I was not going to be there for it. But I we watched the episode Sunday night and I loved it. But oh, you did. Oh, with with the improv. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh we yeah. We'll like talk it. about that more. We'll you talk know, about that more uh, with uh, with Nathan, my new best friend, Nathan. Well, if you guys uh, want to hear more Taylor, well, then if you listen to Drag Race Recap, you're going to hear him this coming weekend. But until then, until the next time Adam Burns gets COVID or whatever, we'll talk to Sashay next- away until next week. <laughs> Just between us girls? Oh, did I screw you up? That's all right. I can do it again and then cut you out.